Welcome to Churchpreneurs Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneurs' vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneurs hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and personal growth in Christ. Today, I've got another special treat uh, in the studio. Uh, I I keep saying studio when Greg comes in, and and he keeps smiling at me and grinning and grinning from ear to ear. This is becoming a studio, isn't it? Yeah, man. Because... I've got you set up now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I've got you your own pair of headphones. Yeah. My mic's all. I don't have a rig awesome. yet. This is my, this computer is yeah. my rig. But this but... is close and, and warm. <laughs> Greg, Greg is a longtime friend. We've had him before on the show, um, and we had a great time. So I thought, you know, I, I kind of knew it was only going to only gonna be able to be two, at least two shows. Maybe we'll have them back again. Who knows? We'll see how this one goes. Yeah. I, I have I like having my best friends, and I only invite people on who um, have something to say. Uh oh. And <laughs> no, 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 that's not. Don't say that because you always have something good to say, worthwhile. And I so, so. <laughs> uh, Greg and I have been longtime friends. Greg Davis is with us here in my little studio office, um, and uh, so we're we got together the first time, and I wanted to just spit his wisdom on everything music music ministry church ministry and we got a little bit into the uh let's say theological end of things um and and this time i want to have him back and and kind of fill that out a little more so uh greg davis longtime friend of mine uh missionary um uh, father of three husband married you 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 told me last time how many how many years you were married man 30 years married um, to the same woman. To the same, yeah. My, <laughs> I, I'm actually married my girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. Like we've been together for 32 years. You really, you really love each other. I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's a musician. Greg's a musician, sound tech, audio engineer, um, studio leader, uh, leader of a few studios uh, throughout his uh, career history. Bass is your instrument. Oh yeah. Boom. Yeah, man. Hit me started, a few licks. I started on acoustic, so I was about 11, and my parents took me to Sears, if you can believe that. And there yes. were silver tone guitars, and I yes. think the price tag was $29. So I had a. And they're like, you're playing this then. Yeah, that was, you know, that's what I, I started. Six string Sears silver tone acoustic guitar. Yes. I was learning John Denver and things like that. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Back in the day. What kind of instrument do you have back in the day? Yeah. Um, so he's a proclaimed missionary. Proclaim is his mission organization. We're both uh, living in Germany. Uh, uh, he's lived in Germany. How many years? 50, over 15 years. Uh, yeah. The better part of 15 years now. Yeah. Um, and uh, with Proclaim Ministry does lots of different stuff, but a lot, one of their big uh, ministry uh, opportunities is music ministry trips yeah. um, throughout different countries. Just name some of the countries you've been to on those trips. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, from... Can I talk about Weissrussland? Yeah, Belarus, yeah, yeah. Um, Poland, 
um, all through the Balkans. So Croatia, Serbia, Macedonia, Albania. To the far east, we can't say the country, but uh, the far east and to the <laughs> tip of uh, of Africa, to South Africa. Cool. Been there as well. Yeah, cool, so. cool. Yeah, so that's a big makes a big part of his ministry. But I, I invited Greg on. I want. I just always like picking his brain about music, sound, music ministry, and churches. And hopefully, this has a really great hearing under worship leaders. I'm, I'm hoping we can talk to today pastors even to to really think deeply about their music, what their music is, and what they're doing in music ministry in their own churches. Um, how to maybe even uh, really more effectively use music and evangelism and other things like that just to hear greg's heart so um yeah so i think we hung we we talked about our time at tommy's we were both together at tommy's interactive church i think we wanted to wrap that sort of wrap that story up okay um because because we had we had talked about uh how we both worked with tommy's interactive church back in the day yeah um early what, what, what year? What year did you start coming on with Tommy's? That uh, was ninety. Yeah, gotta remember. Uh, two, it could have been like two thousand one or two, but okay. I, it's hard to remember. I was. Uh, I started. I mean, I remember being at Tommy's from day one, but then I went and was a youth pastor for a few years, and then came back. Um, so that was yeah, late nineties to. Mm-hmm. I think we were done. We left and went to California. Uh, oh four. Yeah. So recently, uh, Simon Whitaker even reached out from Canada. Yes. Yeah. Call from him. So I did too. Good. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Awesome to hear back from those old days and catch up with people. And you said you wanted to, uh, you wanted to mention some some uh, of the I bands you had of, caught I was up with about Ben Walker. And uh, there was a, a project. Uh, <laughs> there was this guy that that came, and I was introduced to him. His name was Pugsley. Yes, I, you know, I don't even know if I knew his real name for a while, but uh, <laughs> it took a while, right? Yeah, he's, he's Dave, right. David Cook, and yeah. uh, he's a, a sound guy, and uh, he had a degree from Full Sail, and so we, you know we were yep. not only working big with long people. dreadlocks. Oh, I don't yeah. think he has them anymore. Lots of but, tattoos, and he can yeah. tell the gospel through his tattoos. He's out <laughs> in L.A. now, uh, working with the movie stars. Um, I don't know. Wild, if he yeah. Wild. So you, you know he's uh, he's working with uh, top musicians, and he could be doing all kinds of shows or commercials or things like that. Yeah. But David knew Ben Walker, and so there was, you know, and I got to work with those guys. Um, uh, they were musicians, right? And David was a sound guy, but he also played drums. But then later, since he was recording already, he brought me a project of Ben's to the, the Pro Tools. This is a computer uh, recording software, hardware system. And uh, so we mixed it in Pro Tools. And so recently I chatted with Ben and said, man, I was listening to his whole, this whole record from back then. It still holds up really cool uh, sounding stuff that they had worked on and produced. And you, you had mentioned that he even in the meantime, was a, a Presbyterian worship leader for a church plant. I'm a trying church to remember plant. if that was Ben or not, but for sure, um, one of the church plants Columbia Crossroads had, which yeah. came from that kind of side. Uh, Crossroads has um, had a had kind of its start with Reform um, theology, but there's been so many people, uh, so many um, different churches that have... Um, partnered with 
uh, Crossroads and had been planted through Crossroads. So there was there was a plant downtown Columbia, and I knew Ben was one of the uh, worship leaders down there. That that just encourages me a lot. I think we had talked even last time about our, in our podcast about um, how Tommy's like served its purpose, yeah. so to speak, and then it just. Uh, just stopped right yeah. and, and I think it was a discouraging to quite a lot of people mm-hmm. but it wasn't to me uh, when I we were long gone by that time I think um, but it, it wasn't discouraging to me because I just knew that God would I mean at the time maybe it was a little discouraging I'll be honest right <laughs> <laughs> let me be honest let me be honest uh, but it now looking back I think man like God planted seeds in tons of other spaces yeah, um, church plants here, church plants there, gospel work elsewhere. People moving on to us, uh, you know, moving in mission. You guys coming in your mission as well too. I mean, I think there was a multiplication that we didn't expect out of that group, right? And and probably we were pretty discouraged when we heard that it kind of just it stopped. Um, yeah, and, but I, I I do think of those people that are still active in in uh, ministry. You know, Carlos. Yeah, the main worship leader at his church. And Carlos just did an awesome. Uh, did you see that on Facebook? He he released something um, where he was playing an old hymn. That yeah, was, yeah, I did. That because, was great because I never really got to hear him sing much like that. <clears throat> I knew he had. Um, he has what, some vocal he, chops, from, man. From what I remember, he had a, a music degree, yep. and but w- when I was with him or when we were working together, it would be you know, more of a contemporary or yeah. if you're using that church word contemporary or just a rock style. Right. You know, right. uh kinda kinda thing. So Yeah. Anyways, that was though that just I just want to bring that up again to like kind of mm-hmm. close that loop, say Tommy's was a great time. Yeah. Incredible ministry. I just we just always were blessed, but then we I don't want to walk away and say, Oh well, no. you know. It, it was there's so much work uh, planted out, out as a result yeah. and gospel work goes on God's Christ's kingdom is forever mm-hmm. it's never you know he we're not stopping it right we're just riding riding along and doing what he wants and so much work was planted as a result of it I think so yeah I think I think it's clear that God has a plan we get involved and we and we buy into that plan and um, yeah. we adopt it, yeah. and sometimes it becomes ours so much that we can't see that God has a next plan. You know, we're still on the train, we're still like rolling. So that that makes something like a Tommy's Interactive, you know, that ends. You're going, oh man, yeah. or, you know what happened? But you could look back in hindsight and say, hey, that was probably all God's plan, yep. and uh, that was for a time. And he's got something going as well. He's yeah. not. It's always moving. He's not. Yeah. How do I get involved with what God's doing now? All right. So let's move on to a, a, another uh, theme. I wanted to get pick your brain um, about uh, doxology mm-hmm. and worship and order of worship and what's your kind of what's your thoughts. Um, what do you see as important elements for doxology? So. Um, and then kind of liturgical elements are the, the minute kind of details of every worship service. So I want to, I want to hit the pastor. I want the pastor to hear what your experience is over the years mm-hmm. for worship and what you see as really important in worship, uh, ministries, 
um, liturgical elements. So the elements of liturgy are, you know, you think of like the doxology at the end of a service. Uh, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know, I'm not a singer, so please not. But, uh, you know, what or or then scripture in between or uh, scripture put to music or call and response, Mm -hmm. um, you know, these type of things. So. Or, or, I, I or, just saw something this week, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, it was May fourth. You know, so that big May the fourth be the, with you. Yeah, May the fourth. <laughs> and so the, the Star Wars in us says, "May the fourth be with you," or "The Force be with you." <laughs> and the Lutheran in us says, "And also with you." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I grew up Lutheran. <laughs> And, uh, so you can make that. You're allowed. Yeah. 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 And I like it. That's too good. I like, I like that. I mean, I didn't grow up Lutheran, and I know that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, or or what's yeah? I mean, like you know, and also with you or that that call and response. Then there's also um, Lord have mercy. Or you read the Psalm mm-hmm. and and you say His love endures forever, and that's like that call and response type of mm-hmm. liturgical element. What do you find, first of all, in doxology? Doxology is the study and the, the theology of worship, right? So I don't know if you can cover that first, but then, then also what do you find are really important liturgical elements? So every church has liturgy. If you're a contemporary church, yeah. you think, oh, we don't have liturgy. You do. You have four songs at the beginning of your service. You have an intro song. Um... Uh, who knows, you know, like some pop hit on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. You have that song. Then you have three worship service, th- three worship songs. Then you have intro and announcements. Then you have another opening uh, song for the, for the, that, that's the pastor's theme. Mm-hmm. Then you have a pastor preach for 25 minutes, not longer. Uh, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then you have a closing song. Mm-hmm. And a dismissal. That's your litur- liturgical element. Those are your liturgical elements. That's your liturgy. So I just think, put it out there to I you. Don't, I don't know. And I don't know which part I could uh, think of the best, if it's the the whole or pieces. Um, if I go back, you know, since we brought up Lutheran, yeah, yeah. I, um, I grew up in the Protestant churches on Air Force bases. Mm-hmm. And um, then as my dad took his last assignment we were in South Carolina and we were going to a Lutheran church in mm-hmm. Myrtle, Myrtle Beach and then he retired it in Columbia so um, he is still a member of Faith Lutheran Church in West Columbia okay and that's where I went through the catechism and uh, learned about communion and so I was confirmed there and I um, you know became an alkalite and Side story, but big part of Boy Scouts there as well. So, uh, anyways, I was just telling you, I remember, you know, kind of these, the Kyrie and opening to worship yep. and all these yep. set to, to song. But there was, there's one of these songs that I can remember, and, and I can remember a lot of the lyrics, not perfect, but um, might be something like, um, Oh God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, hmm. we give you thanks. We praise you for your glory, O God, Lamb of God, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God. It would go on and on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're learning about these aspects of God, the Father, mm-hmm. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and how they are tied together. Yeah, um, and that's, that's pure theology right there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Week in and week out. And you may or may not um, identify with that um, in your heart. Do you do you get tired of it eventually? Or you know, I think I think, I think what you find in the Lutheran Church is that people enjoy that, um, and it might be the same as um, maybe at every meal we just enjoy the idea. Um, in some homes that we could all be together and pray before our, our right. The challenge I think that, that for, for me was that that doesn't become rote. Yeah. You know, but like, okay, for instance, at my meal, no one has something written out that I'm reading, but I find, especially living in Germany. And if I'm looking out the window right now and there's one that's in my kitchen that I'm, thank you, God, um, for this day. Thank you. That again. becomes pretty rote, doesn't it? I do the same thing. Thank you for the blue skies today. You know, uh, thank you for this food. And so you're you're often wondering, okay, how can I not just be, you know, a rote prayer? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God, for this and our many blessings, we thank you. Or on the other hand, how does the four songs, one intro, uh, you know, not become rote too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because... Yeah, that's happened. We all have this uh, system maybe that we we put ourselves into. So we have to have the opening song and there needs to be some kind of moderator that um, I don't think we use that word in, in uh, Amer- American churches, though. Yeah. Moderator. We, moderator. We, I don't know what we would use. What do we say? Yeah. Yeah. Moderator. It's interesting. I mean, there, there is a moderator. I mean, in, in a classical mm-hmm. uh, contemporary church. Mm-hmm. The pastor's not usually doing the moderating. Yeah, someone gives announcements. Yeah. But I don't know what we call that person in American English. What do we call him? But we... Moderator. Do we? Yeah, I guess we could. I know it's in German. Yeah. So, anyhow. <laughs> someone does that. Side. Side someone, note. Yeah, someone does that. Now the band has to play um, the obligatory three to four songs. <laughs> and... Um, then a lot of times there needs to be an opening video clip mm-hmm. and, well, as the pastor. At least a countdown. Yeah, and the band's leaving the stage as the pastor comes on the stage, and mm-hmm. they rearrange the stage slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the pastor speaks for a certain amount of time. And then, again, there's usually a moderator. We're, I promise we're not jaded. I really, uh-huh. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like We're just saying how it, it is. Yeah. Look, in, in the green hymnal in the Lutheran book, it was a certain page and you needed to turn to that page, whether it was, I don't know, 56 or something like that. You opened your hymnal to that page because that's where it started. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Probably, uh, my, my listeners are going to be in that contemporary church model. What do you see are important aspects for, um, song selection maybe? So that's a liturgical element, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what song selection, um, you know, Give, a, give us some pointer, a few pointers. I, I think if no one has trained a musician, they were a, a gifted, talented musician. Maybe they even had a degree in music or had some music courses, and no one's trained them in leading through a church service. They are choosing songs based on how... Feel, feeling or something. Or, or yeah. how the song affects them. And so <clears throat> maybe it, it's chosen... Um, because of their gifting. I mean, we all know at churches, maybe there's um, a teacher who's more of a prophet. 
And so that church grows under that for a while, but after a while they're like, ah, oh, we're all bleeding. We need somebody else. <laughs> pastor. You know? Where's a, is there a pastor in the house? Yeah, and now the main <laughs> preacher comes and he's a pastor. And so then the church feels healed, but no one's going outside to do evangelism. And yep. then maybe there's an elder finally that's saying, we have to reach out. We have to do something. So now everyone's reaching. Here comes the evangelist phase. Yeah, and so there's yeah. these phases, right? And so yep. I, I'm just thinking, you know, people are leading from their giftings. So if I'm a very merciful person, I might be thinking... Uh, well, now coming this week, uh, churches can open again in Germany. Yeah. And so um, I'm in a music team and they ask for our favorite songs. And I've been thinking about the song lately. It's your kindness that leads to repentance. Yeah. yeah. And so what if I live? Great scripture. What if I live there and I'm thinking about that all the time and all my songs are there, but I never have a holy 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 <laughs> lord god almighty oh nice so those are the elements yeah yeah you got if you, whatever god's speaking to you in the moment you gotta you gotta pepper it with the the counterbalance yeah and i'm thinking if you have um a pastor who is willing to lead a musician lead worshiper person um, worship leader. We, we went through the lead worshiper. Leading worshiper, worship. We went to that lead, lead worshiper lead thing worshiper. in the, in that the was like passion. 20 years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, that was the And I think the moment. idea just to be, you're in front of people and you are worshiping God. Yeah. And so people can look and say, oh, that person is helping to lead us in worship. So if a, if a pastor uh, is pulling songs out, he's probably thinking, how that would affect the whole congregation and a way to um, not only yeah. worship the character of God, who God is, and these things about God, but also to talk about our response yeah. to God. Yeah. So, so call and response is actually I think call and response not, is, not a bad. Yeah. Not a bad. We have that in all kinds of uh, cultures and. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I love watching call and response in African American churches. Mm -hmm. I just love that, man. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, um, let's move on to, uh, just for time's sake, I appreciate those inputs. Um, maybe, I don't know if you guys, listeners have questions or something, uh, hit us up at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. You know, I mean, we'll try to see how we can help. Um, and I can pass the questions on to Greg if anybody asks um, about doxology, you know, litur liturgy and, and how we do things and what's important and stuff like that. So um, what do you find important for young guys or girls uh, coming into the music ministry, music worship ministry or, or just music music uh, uh, world altogether? You know, they're, they're aspiring artists. Um, do you have a have a input for those who are who are just starting out and is it church, more? church ministry maybe and then maybe just music ministry or, or you know regular regular music um or yeah. maybe maybe one one idea for both something like okay that. so uh church ministry um just maybe remember that it's not only what you can do inside the the four walls of the church but there's also mm. something you can do with your music outside of the church building and you can bring people with you yep uh, to do that um 
maybe in the church, pay attention to your pastor and your elders <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, be courteous and kind and don't think you know it all. You know, uh, the church has a culture. The pastor and the elders should have a handle on that and you should learn from them and be educated through where they want to go. Humble yourself, listen to the pastors and the elders, don't just come in with your own agenda, but do something for that church that will be good for them where where God has you know you and them worshiping together on a Sunday morning. Awesome. What about for the just kind of music ministry? Love starting Christian music, mm-hmm. maybe, or or just you know Christian in music. Yeah, give a little word for them. What, what what's a what's a tip or a, a so fun? more about music? Then yeah, maybe um, more about music. I mean, learn everything you can learn and be serious about it. Try not to just um, pull up certain videos online unless it's a course. Uh, if you can have a teacher that understands music theory and get you outside of a few chord shapes there are some guys that i see on a sunday morning they can play like uh, let's take acoustic guitar mm-hmm. they can play really well like their right hand sounds really good and all but i watch them like slide that capo for every song and i see them basically they're only playing in one key it's like when the keyboardist um can play in c or a couple of keys but they transpose the keyboard now okay um if you can get outside of transposing your instrument uh, with a capo, that means don't make don't don't do it all easy the easy way sort of yeah, yeah. It's, learn learn outside of just yeah yeah there's only I mean we don't even use all the keys it's really rare that we play in A flat in church or D flat you know something like that so it's not like you need to learn 12 keys to really play in church right. what's the what's the worship song is cg and and a normal, the no, <laughs> yeah. typical is, I mean, I'm, I'm not even a musician so i can't even comment but um, you know i, I have a, a, a friend and he calls it what what key is it in? g the, the people's key <laughs> like most most bluegrass songs are in G, and so you. Like yeah. we, we talked about uh, John Denver. I mean, when I, I learned uh, "Country Roads," and it's just it's that same uh, pop uh, pop chord progression. Yeah, yeah, that we use in worship days. G, G D E minor C. If you ever hear musicians <laughs> talking about one five six minor four, I, it's like, come on, can you guys please escape that? Like, someone please play a, a two minor or a three. Isn't minor. that though? Isn't that U uh, two's fault? Can, I mean, that's a, that can, is man, that's a good question. Can I can is I say I don't even fault? know? I, I remember hearing, still haven't found what I'm looking for, and uh, thinking that's a pretty cool chord progression. And then we had that song, uh, "You Give and Take Away." It's like this. Is what, it? What is that song? You give and, and take, take away. away. Blessed be your name. Yeah. Yep. And I thought, Blessed wait a minute, name. They, they're playing you two's chord progression. Now. You know, to be, I mean, it goes back to Country Roads. It goes back to, to Journey. It goes back, to, you know, back and, and back yeah. to, to different people's chord progressions. But, man, after you've played every version of of <laughs> that chord four chords, you know, you're like, okay, please give, give Some, me there something, something else. We have alternative chords, too. You know, like, uh, usually there would be um, a three minor uh, in a major key, but a lot of times 
people can throw in a three major and it's like, oh, that's refreshing. <laughs> it's different. And I, I think that's what might draw some people maybe to to classical or mm. even some people that get into music and um, they're composing. They start studying classical writers because then you have things that um, you don't just call a chord. You maybe call it a device to get to this next progression or you have so mm, many more mm-hmm. chord progressions that people are, are looking at. Mm, um, mm. But really, in in the pop in, in the pop, pop culture, pop if we, world, if we're, yeah. we're talking about drums, bass, guitar, keyboards, sometimes violin or a bra- brass else, or a yeah. wind instrument on a Sunday morning, but usually it's just those with voice. Right. Um, if you could just take theory that goes beyond the few chords that you know and be able to play in a few other keys not have to depend on the transpose button or a capo look i love a capo for production it it sounds really cool but i don't want to play every song in with those same chords that gets old as well right it's nice to use you know the the breadth of an instrument and to really get out there I have to make a disclaimer. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a longtime YouTube fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that I, wasn't a, a side handed. I love that song. It, in there, you know, there's a cool thing about that song. Um, uh, you get a feeling with the bands uh, older um, that they're just waiting. And I'm thinking if that's the one, <laughs> Larry Mullen Jr. waits and waits. And he, I don't even know if he plays like any cymbals until the song's almost over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so there's yeah. this, this. I don't know. That's a great song. I mean, all time best. Wh- which Got one a- are we? Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about still haven't found one? Still haven't found one. Yeah, Joshua. I mean, the whole Joshua Tree. Come on. Now, I, I, that, I'm not, that's not still haven't found one. Looking for what is that song? My hands are tied. Nothing left to lose, and, and you, you give yourself away, and you give, and you give. Yeah. What, what in the world is that song called? We're gonna have to cut Jeez. and find that song. You too. I mean, Joshua Tree is the best best album, probably. I mean, one of the best rock and roll. Yeah, albums. I mean, we're talking that with or without you is what we're talking yeah. about. That that chord progression, the the lyrics keep yeah. you going, the progression and the production, just the way they arranged it. It's about telling a story. Yeah. Best concert of all time. Oh, Oakland, Oakland Coliseum. You guys went to the one with the we m- went massive, the the massive structure, the tripod yeah. thing over the stage that stuck out the 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 the, yeah. the, the tripod the thing In stuck the out beyond the 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 top, o- of, top the of the stadium. Yeah, and they had a a light on it so airplanes wouldn't hit it. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I saw, that was their light rig. I saw Zoo TV yeah. uh, that tour at Williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, that was massive. But but, but this this is this I mean, unbelievable. I, it was and it was truly the best. And we had to leave. My wife. It was a weeknight, and it, they were still playing at twelve thirty. I said. She said, "We gotta go home." And I just—I was literally walking backwards out the tunnel as they were playing. Um, the word streets have no name. Wow! And I'm like, "No, we, we got—we had to go. We had to let our babysitter, you know." But it was just like truly the best show I've ever been to. Yeah, I've been to a lot of shows too. Um, so, 
Yeah, uh, we digress. Sorry, uh, that's <laughs> off topic by a lot of ways. Um, let's move on to um, uh, talking about artists and, and and new artistry and young guys and girls coming up in the in the ranks, so to speak. How can artists walk with God and care for their souls? Um, in other words, what spiritual disciplines have you maybe personally built up? in your life that helped you as as an artist and you also i wanted to remind you you said you wanted to talk about jesus high priestly prayer okay so i don't know how do we tie this together yeah (laughs) no i mean i think i think uh john 17 jesus prayer is like um fits right into how we can walk humbly and and what what god wants what he prays for us and what he doesn't jesus cares so much about the disciples he talks about not losing one except for Judas um, and it, it, you can see his heart in that and I, I think maybe one idea why this came up is people are looking at this at COVID-19 and by the way we're we're we're, we're uh, doing our social distancing I'm oh yeah we're sitting at least two uh, meters well, I think away we're beyond two, two meters <laughs> we can take a photo for your we don't have uh, masks on but, but we do have windscreen pop that's filters right. that's right pop filters are gonna, we didn't we didn't like shake hands they're gonna catch all the spittle we did the elbow bump yeah, yeah that's yeah, true elbow bump <laughs> in this time it's definitely yeah. yeah you'll have to disinfect this pop filter later <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you know looking at that and and maybe seeing some of the comments I've seen on Facebook or social media, um, Jesus was not praying that his disciples wouldn't get sick. Um, you know, he's not, Wait, what? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, he's, he's not promising, uh, health or praying for it. Yeah. He, he prays really specifically to God to protect them from the evil one. John 17, just so you, for your reference, if you want to go look at it later. Yeah, I pray you protect them from the evil one. They will have trouble in this world, he mm. prays. We know that. Right. That's sort of... It, it, it's clear. It's pretty, it's pretty clear. It's and, like if you if you ask a German about language, you know, why why does that... Why is the German that way? And they'll just say, it's... It's... It's just Deutsch. I don't know. It just it just is. It is, and th- this is the same yeah. thing right here. It's it's clear we're going to have troubles. Yeah, we're we're going to go through those. Uh, yeah, COVID nineteen is not the enemy. It's <laughs> it's a part of us <laughs> living on planet Earth. Interesting. Along those lines, I saw a preacher uh, preach the other day that um, that uh, COVID nineteen uh, was the work of the devil, and I thought, wait a minute. No, First uh, John it was referring to um, the works of the devil, mm-hmm. and I thought that's not what that passage is talking about. I go First John uh, uh, three four through ten, I think it is. You can also have a look at that later if you like, listeners. Uh, the works of the devil are sin, mm-hmm. sin. He wants us to sin because he's been sinning from the beginning. He's a lawless one. And he and sin is lawlessness. He wants to us to sin. Yeah. So for the music musician, Jesus is praying. I pray keep them from sin. Yeah. He's not praying for uh, better roses, a peachy keen life. He's a, a new guitar. 
Ooh. Ooh. Oh, now, you, now you're just hitting Ooh. home for some of us. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> My gar- doesn't Jesus want me to have a guitar collection? He wants me to add to Anyways, yeah. You know, yeah, so there's going to be toughness probably in, oh, yeah. in, in, yeah. in your road and musicianship. Yeah. You in your life, there's going to be, you're going to have a hard time. So what do we do about that? Um, yeah, at, the farther I go on in life, I find I need more and more spiritual input to keep me rolling. And what are we talking about? Um, sermons. Um, you know, like I'm in a I'm in a 90 day study right okay. now that is taking me through. It's it's um, about a journey, and so right now I'm in Exodus. I get um, like a mini sermon with every study and read a chapter every every time or hear a chapter that's read. Um, yeah, I sometimes and is that like bible heavy for you or is that uh is that uh a few verses and then it it, it, what is that for you is it bible heavy i mean me reading reading a lot of scripture or i just find i have to get it in as much as possible so i'm studying different topics during the day and it might cause me to read uh chapters okay um, but th- this one's a, this one's a specific study. It's not my devotion. It's more of my. I'm this learning. Your study. You're, I'm you're learning about yeah. the mm-hmm. the journey. So uh, I have all kinds of topics I pick up from my um, you know personal uh, Bible studies, and I'm doing more and more of an online kind of thing. And I also really take the Bible in very well. Um, when it's audible. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely more listening to a lot of audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more auditory, uh, more of a kinesthetic type of learner. Right. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I said it last time I've, I've watched all the way through all the Lumo gospel, um, yeah, mentioned that last time. Films, and that was really good for me. Well, I could just see the stories repeated from yep. different gospels over and over. That gets into you. You know, you're hearing the word of God, yeah, and you're seeing something, and you can put this image inside of you. And, and even if you can't, like, look at these Lumo uh, videos or whatever, you're you're underway in a train somewhere. You're you're on your way to work. You can put you can put the scriptures on on almost every in in English. I think there's probably at least twenty audio versions. Uh, di- different translations just p- pl- play it in your car when you're driving mm-hmm. somewhere you know let the scriptures hit you i mean as a, as an artist too you know you artists young artists uh get in the scriptures early and often yeah i have a i have a friend i've actually known him as long as i've well almost as long as i've known my cousins <laughs> so <laughs> we, we met when i was about 10 and uh he he had a drive to work from the west side of Columbia to the east and he said he had listened through the whole Bible could to, be nearly an hour right I mean it's a good drive yeah he'd listened like two and a half times through the Bible within a year or something yeah. you know he's just that just gets you know, it gets it in your in your plug, system in, plugging in your, it in what about just spiritual disciplines is silence what, what's good for artists silence maybe uh, um, uh, oh man you're, we, we, you're, you're speaking the wrong wrong language, language to most musicians <laughs> <laughs> Solitude. silence is bad 
<laughs> Maybe. I mean, could that be actually good then? I, you Just know, turn it off for a minute. You know, to turn to turn your phone off and to turn your computer off, and now we have, well, you know, we have 10 ways to watch the TV with all these. <laughs> we were talking about some of these earlier, yep. Netflix or Apple TV or whatever we, we have, that you know, and uh, Amazon. Becky unplugs, um, what's that thing called that we have? Echo? Am- Oh, yeah. I don't know if we can say Amazon Echo on your podcast. Here we can. <laughs> she just unplugs it sometimes. You know, it's just Turn it off, yeah. Yeah, but I, I like it when, yep. we're, when we're washing dishes. Um, any, anyhow. Because <laughs> it helps, I, you, you, <laughs> helps hey, me do something. Hey. I digress. We, we got, the, the thing is, in our, it's in our car. It's in our kitchen, in our living room, on our persons. You're connected we, everywhere. We have computers. Yeah. Our, our personal computers and our work computers, and we're just connected. And so to be able to get away from that. How does this connection help you in, in your art, artistry and in your in I think, your man, when you, when you, if you're getting out of your four walls and you're just seeing the beauty around you that God designed, it's going to drive you back to the creator. Mm-hmm. And so, and also, yeah, if you can take time, for silence or if you decide to make that time for silence it gives you um it gives you that time you're alone with god in your thoughts and you don't have this other outside this external input so so there there is inspiration in it i mean it it can be inspiring toward your art yeah as i mean it, it, yeah yeah, it's come, not like you're just doing sort of like a cool spiritual discipline that's going to make you a better Christian or something. You're actually doing it for purpose of of inspiration as well. I mean, that, that's that's a that's a honorable. I think discipline for discipline's sake is just another form of legalism. Oh, I don't think that's what God is wanting from us. I think He wants our heart. Mm-hmm. So it needs to do something in us to deepen our relationship with God solid that's what we're looking for so i hope that encourages you artists to to do it for for the love of the lord not for just for discipline's sake um what do you see just maybe as a wrap up here we've been going for about 45 minutes here um what do you see as the future of music (laughs) in the christian world you're asking some good questions today, Richard. (laughs) I don't know if you could describe it somehow. I don't know if it's possible, but I have no idea. Um, it's hard for me. Or what would you hope maybe for the future? If if, if you you can't, you can't tell the future, but I hope Christian artists come back with, uh, original music Mm. and original melodies things that aren't so cookie cutter and all there's I mean there are some videos that kind of mock uh, yeah, where Christian music should put I should put some of those in the in yeah, the notes there's this great gone it, you know oh you got to add water to the lyrics I mean we got it if you okay and then if you do your hair right and if we take photos of you and we have water <laughs> I mean that's guaranteed we're gonna sell a million I gotta when we get off this this uh, I gotta show you one of those videos that I just killed <laughs> saw recently it's pretty funny but there's a, there's a lot of truth in that, yeah. and so I think cookie we, cutter music. We should be challenged to dig in, or you know. So what do I do? I'm studying uh, journeys and Exodus, and I'm learning about uh, Moses and how he leaves Egypt for forty years, and he comes back, and 
you know, before he comes back, he's challenged and uh, he doesn't think he's powerful enough. You know, he's he's really insecure. He doesn't think people will believe that God sent him. What am I going to do with all that stuff? Can I write something about that? You know, God, what about when I'm insecure? Are you still who you are? The challenge with that, and, and I hope that songwriters and people can take the challenge, is that creativity sometimes or oftentimes does not lead to singability yeah. in churches. And that's, I think that's where we get the cookie cutter. Everybody wants to write a song that's going to be sung. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I wrong about that? You know, they, they want it to be sung on, on Sundays and then it gets, you know, sorry, popular and you know, pop. Because, that's where pop music comes in. It's, yeah. it's, it's the chord progression we were talking about before. It's simple music because it's singable. How, what, do, what do we do with that? I mean, you know, sometimes the recording industry or CDs are just, you know, having some kind of something for the consumer right right drives those feelings harder there's a, a famous producer now rogers he just um i saw something he wrote the other day he goes i, I always like to start my song with the chorus you know because <laughs> <laughs> how many times are you gonna you know sing that thing let's go ahead and start it off with a <laughs> just get with, it over with <laughs> with a bang and so look i followed a lot of these engineers and producers right. you know that are grammy um award-winning producers engineers and they're always talking about how the chorus, you know, really has to hit hard, you know, and we all know these terms about that's when the bass drops, right? You know, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there is a method, yeah. you know, we gotta, we have to make it really big at uh, the choruses. And so then uh, I used the word device about classical music earlier. I mean, we have devices in pop music for sure. Right. Can you out creative your singability? I mean, is that, you know, you, I, I love listening to new, find a new creative something, but mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't pass. It doesn't uh, work in a worship service, you know? Yeah. Or, or maybe uh, we need to work with our pastors and elders yep. and just say, hey, can can we bring in more hymns? Do that, we need the repeatable refrain? That was my question. One of my questions to you. I, I actually find that some of the new hymn re, redone mm-hmm. um, by like people like Citizens and Saints, um, mm-hmm. you know, who else is doing? Uh, Shane and Shane are doing new hymns, mm-hmm. uh, redoing new hymns. Uh, some of those are typical, you know, guitar-played hymns. Yeah. They're really lovely, right? Yeah. I would say lovely. But there's some creative people coming with sort of this rock edge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost find that's almost more creative than something doing something original. The, the arrangements are really original, I find. I mean, I don't know if, if that's your feeling too, but I don't know. Go back to hymns is kind of like, I'm like, yeah, let's do that again, right? Yeah, I like. I, I do like some of the hymns I do I do find um, I don't know the musicality of the piece or the yeah. uh, the musicality of the arrangement the way the way the um, there's a nice big word prosody the way oh. the, the way the l- lyrics goes with the melody and yeah. uh, it just sounds right yeah um, so my son has is now about to finish a music 
ministry degree and yeah. with the emphasis on songwriting. So I'm learning all my new terms from him. Right. <laughs> Relearning. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, man, yeah, I think it, it's down to what you said. It's so easy to sing uh, some of the new songs that we have, yeah. but it's not challenging. You know, like a song like Throne of Grace. That's a more of a challenging song to sing. And I think those kind of lyrics will make you go back and look and say, whoa, did you see we just sang that? You know, or these some mm. of these modern day hymns that don't necessarily have a repeat. Or like Richard, you're, you're saying someone has taken something old, maybe it's Amazing Grace, and they've added a whole new part of the arrangement and those things can be very it can be beautiful there, there was uh what blew this one open for me was um david crowder did a um oh Jer- jerusalem huh. an old old hymn i have to show you that too when we're done man um i think it was on his church music album i love some of this like from way back it could be 15 years ago where he had yeah. some bluegrass yeah yeah <laughs> But he did some like old, and I'd never heard the hymn before. I, he, he, it said in their liner notes, you know, it was a hymn. And I that, think I think that's important. Ann McCallum is a good friend yeah. in Columbia, South Carolina, and she's gone back. Uh, and there was a song she did called "Anxiety." I think we talked about that yeah. uh, idea today. But she found a song in an old hymnal from over a hundred years nice. ago, and then she put her own music to it. See, I think artists aren't aren't looking at those sources Mm-mm. anymore yeah. or, they're starting to I, I hope there's a turn toward let me go wow I found this old hymnal at my parents house or whatever right yeah. in the piano bench of my parents house mm-hmm. let me flip through that and I, what is this you yeah. know that's cool I think that's there's this kind of this resurgence toward that and I would love to I just encourage that like go find those old hymns um, people when you write it, hymn writing is tough too. Yeah, you've got to really chew on something. Yeah, for you know to be able to be a, a hymn writer. Yeah, you you need to let go of whatever you think you knew about songwriting sometimes <laughs> to write that kind of. Matt Papa, I like him a lot. I don't know if you've listened to him. I need, I need to pass him on to you too. Okay. He's a modern day hymn writer. The mm-hmm. Gettys, of course. Um, you know, in Christ alone, but um, you know. I think there's this resurgence toward even just immersing ourselves so deeply that it that it's not just a chorus first chorus comes out of it, right? That mm-hmm. it that it's this depth of thought and and I think that uh, brings us into a depth with the Lord too. I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, I think some of the old 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 hymn writers had such a deep deep faith. Um, I think of like Horatio Spafford. <laughs> You know, lost his whole entire family, mm. and then wrote it as well with my soul. You know, wow. I the depth of reliance on the Lord. You know, anyways. No, but I, there, I think it's important. I mean, we get to read now, and we we see missionaries who lived 150, 170 years. You know, years ago, Hudson Taylor loses his wife. He still goes back. Yep. China. I mean, he lost both wives. From what yeah. I remember. Yeah. William, but, uh, William, yeah. William Carey as well. A lot, ton of loss. And so it's good we have that history. We get to read that, and that should be encouraging and it should move us. I know recently we've even had uh, Tony Evans' wife died. I remember 
the children, I think we're speaking at the yeah. funeral here. Yeah. Really powerful what the son, the son had a, a comments at the funeral and Mm-mm. man. Yeah. Just the reliance on God through deep, deep. That's, that's John 17. Yeah. In this world, you will have trial. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the great way to end it up. Yeah. Let's end this episode. Just a little word in this world. You will have trouble. Jesus promised us that an artist, church leader, elder, whoever you are listening in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus promised that to us, Mm. but take heart for I have overcome the world. Amen. And man, if you're struggling now under isolation and COVID-19, maybe you are ill. Um, Maybe, maybe you're suffering under some, something completely other in this time. Maybe you're suffering under, under something of your own making. Who knows? But as you as a Christian, Jesus has said and promised us, you will have trouble in this world, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And that's our great hope. That's our hope that we want to bring over to you today. Churchpreneurs, Greg, myself, take heart. He has overcome the world. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, special episode of Churchpreneurs today. Uh, Greg, as special guest, Greg Davis has been our guest today. I'll I'll put information about him and his ministry down in our notes, our show notes, and maybe even some of those YouTube videos. I don't know, or maybe some of the hymn writers that I, that we've talked about today. I'll just go back and try to go through the episode and. Put some of that information in the notes for you guys who are artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Greg, you can pass me on some information you you thought about or what maybe or whatever. Some of those online, like I use version and yeah, um, through the word, the Lumo things. We'll, we'll put all those stuff in the notes. And I even use Abide. You were like I use Abide for uh, Christian meditation. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That'll be good for you artists out there. Ho- hopefully, this has been a blessing to you, up and coming artists. Some of you more seasoned veteran artists, um, thanks for listening to Churchpreneur's Podcast today. You can find out more information at my website at richardpmore.net. And I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email us at churchpreneurs. Um, Our email address is churchpreneurs at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-R-C-H, like church, and entrepreneurs, E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast or any comments or questions on this show, please reach out to us on one of those platforms. God bless you. Until next time, take care. Mm